A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. What is up, everyone? Hi, hi, hello. Welcome back to episode two of But Am I Wrong? Feels like we've been doing it forever. Well, because naturally it is kind of just our conversations with the microphone. I know. (laughs) And we have another podcast. Uh So we are familiar with the medium. I know. But if this is your first time listening, I mean, first of all, go listen to the first episode. I think it was great. I think it was great, too. It is not out yet, so we don't know what... Yeah. At the time of we're, we're recording, it'll come out in two days. I'm excited. I'm very excited. Can't wait to hear everyone's thoughts on Olivia Munn's book. Oh, God. I forgot we discussed that. I will never forget. I mean, I, I remember. I just forgot that we we discussed it. I went on Cammie Crawford's podcast, uh-huh. Relationship. Everybody go listen. It's great. Uh, last week... And somehow the subject came up and I was like, Cammie, you have not heard about her book. And I showed her the cover and she was like, you're fucking kidding me. Like, you're that, fucking I kidding. hate how much that cover is burned into my memory. The fact that it had to go through all of those hoops and like all of the people who signed off on it. I mean, what? Yeah, I can't. Well, this is our podcast. But am I wrong? Where we're going to tell you if you were wrong, if we were wrong. And if uh, any current events, <laughs> anything in current events is wrong, you know, yeah. Fox News. We'll just nominate the wrong person of the week. I love it. And then they get to wear a T-shirt that says, this is for Rachel. <laughs> so I'm Megan. I'm Melissa. And we're the fucking best. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. So we're going to start with, but am I wrong? Do you have one off the top of your head? I do. I have a story. It didn't happen recently. Yeah, I've been pretty much an angel the last week since we talked last time. Of course. You know, I've been on my shit. Been on my good girl shit? (laughs) I've been on my good girl shit, Um, surprisingly. So this happened a while ago. A friend reached out to me and asked me my thoughts on a retail store having like carpet and dressing rooms. Okay. Okay. It was very random. And I was like, why are we discussing this? I was like, I think that it's disgusting because people are taking off their shoes and you're not going to go in and vacuum after everyone. Yeah. And then she starts arguing with me about how like... It's cute. Like she saw some stuff on Pinterest. It was, and they did it in Are a cute way. Are you related to this person? No. Okay. No. <laughs> that they did it in a cute way. And I was like, okay. If you're already set on this, why are you asking me? And I was like, it's not like you're going to ever have a retail store anyway. Uh-huh. And then they're like, you don't know what I'm going to have. What the fuck? Right. And I was like, well, it's just not hygienic. And they're like, yeah, it is. And I was like, no, like people are taking their shoes off. It's not hygienic. And they're like, you know, you don't have to be right about everything all the time. And I said, I never said I had to be right, but you asked my opinion and like people taking their disgusting shoes off and feet on carpet is nasty. This is my opinion. Right. And it's my, I mean, it's a fact too. Not just like it's an opinion. That's a fact. Then they got mad at me and called me a know-it-all. And then I called them a cunt. And then they blocked me on everything. What the fuck? Yeah. And then I found out like a week later that they are opening like a retail store and they got like mad about it. But was I wrong? No, (laughs) no. First of all, don't ask questions that you don't want the answer to. But specifically, don't seek out the friends that are going to tell you the truth. Mm -hmm. Go to your yes friends. Right. Like we all have those people. That's wild. Yeah. I hate carpet more than anything. Me too. As someone who is touring homes. But I'm just like strangers' feet mm-hmm. all day long. That's mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I watch these bare feet people in these open houses mm -hmm. just walking through these carpets. No. And I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't like it. Same with airport TSA. Oh, my gosh. That is so triggering to me. I'm not joking because, you know, I hate germs. Yep. I was wiping down planes before it was cool. <laughs> Anytime I go through TSA and someone is taking off their shoes and they don't have socks on. Gross. Disgusting. I mean, I change my socks once I go through. Okay, well, I'm not that I mean, level. I know you're not on that level. That's just me, Melissa. Well, I don't think you're wrong. I think you are the hero of the story. I think they are the villain. Initially, I was going to say, I feel like they just wanted to, like, fight. Or they just, like, wanted yeah. to pick a fight with you. And, like, wanted to, like, end a friendship or, like, end a relationship. But, like, couldn't come up with one. That's so weird. And it was dumb. It's, yeah, that's, like, a am second-guessing my decision. Mm -hmm. But why would you ask me? Wow. So mine... The fact that I have been sitting on this and haven't told you this oh because I'm saving it for this. Granted, my ADHD brain, I forgot about it until last night. Okay. And I was like, because immediately when it happened, I told Sydney. And then I was like, oh, I should tell Melissa. And I was like, I should say that's a podcast. Okay. And then I forgot it happened until last night when I was, you know, prepping for this. So on last Friday, it's Tuesday that we're recording this, I had called Moss because he was on his way home from the office. He works the, goes to the office a couple times a week. And I was like, I want to book our booster like shots. Mm -hmm. And we have like, we got Johnson and Johnson so we can get it two months after. Also FYI, there's a lot of misinformation out there that specifically in the United States that like you can't get the COVID booster if you've had COVID within like three months or 30 days or anything like that. Nope, not true. Unless you've gotten the plasma treatments and the antibody treatments, mm -hmm. then you have to wait 90 days. Otherwise it's whenever symptoms are done when you're done isolating and quarantining. You can like wait a bit if you just got vaccinated, like but right. you build you up that natural wait. immunity. Yeah. But like, again, we got Johnson and Johnson in April. Yeah. <laughs> so like it's time. It's and, fucking time. And you've had COVID. And so. I've had COVID and like they don't know how long the antibodies like right. last in some people. So I called him and I was like, hey, let's like book them. We were originally planning on doing like this weekend. And I was like, we, do you want to do this weekend or do you want to do next weekend? And he was like, well, we have plans next weekend. But he said it with like a smile. So like imagine this. Um, we have we have plans next weekend. That sounded condescending. I don't know how to do this nicely, but just imagine he okay. said it nicely. Well, we have plans this yeah, weekend. Yeah, like uh, we have we have uh, um, <laughs> he like laughs like we uh -huh. have, uh, uh, I got we got plans next weekend. And I just paused. He laughed because it's silent. He starts giggling, and I go, "You're proposing next weekend," and you couldn't lie. You couldn't be like, I'm golfing any fucking thing. Like, and that's what he said for like this, the Saturday upcoming. He was like, I don't know if I can, like I'm golfing. I'm like, okay, well, what about the next one? Um, <laughs> uh, we've, <laughs> we have plans. And I was like, what? And he was like, what, what, what do you mean? What? And I was like, you're, oh my God, I'm hanging up. And I hung up the phone. I was so <laughs> mad, so mad. And my best friend, Sydney, for those of you, I think, I don't know if I've talked about it on Don't Play. <laughs> our original podcast, she accidentally spoiled her initial engagement. She just kept prying. I didn't pry that much. Like, monsters, like, didn't lie. But both of, like, our partners, when approached with it, was, like, kind of blatantly obvious what was happening. And, like, he had to reschedule her engagement. And I was just, like, sitting at home so annoyed. And he comes back and he was like, hey, no, I just, you know, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna golf. And I was like, don't fucking backtrack. And he, like, looks at me and he's giggling. He was like, well, what? And I was like, no. He's like, I just don't want to lie to you. I was like, you have my permission to fucking lie to me. And I literally told him, I was like, I don't know if I'm being like too dramatic, but like you can't propose next weekend. Like I will not be able to like function for the next week leading up to this. Like I'm thinking about my nails. I'm thinking about my hair. I'm thinking about all of these other things that like I don't want to be thick. This is now like on my to-do list is get engaged. And like, I don't want to know this. And so I was like, you have to reschedule. I don't know what you've planned, but like you have to do it. And if you still do it, I'm going to be like really upset. And so, do you think I'm wrong? <laughs> well, um, Megan, uh, <laughs> you know how I've been asking you, do you want to go get your nails done? <laughs> That's when it clicked for me. And then Mom, I was like, you have to like, get my friend. And I, as I said it to him, I was like, well, you just like can't like do all this yourself. Like, you have to include my friends. You have to like make my friends ask me to get my nails done. And as I said, I was like, Melissa was saying we should get our nails done. <laughs> and I was like, fuck. <laughs> so, yeah, just thought you should know. So okay. did you already know that I spoiled it? No, I did not okay. know that. But do you, don't, do you think I'm wrong? 
Um, <laughs> There's a diamond in my future. I can handle it. Yes. <laughs> I would have played dumb because he was trying to play dumb. So if you both played dumb. No, but he what if he had given me the energy that he gave me like afterwards, but like the giggling and then him just being like, whoa, he, he, he. Oh, no. it was just he didn't so, tell me that <laughs> it was so stupid and so bad that I was like, just lie. Just pretend. Huh. Just like lie. Like when you tell me you're going to be done golfing at noon and you're actually going to be done at 4.30. And I know you're going to be done at 4.30. You guys didn't see this, but before we started, I turned off my computer over there because I didn't want my text message to actually go off from him. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. It just felt so, so full circle because I remember when this exact thing happened to Sydney and she like called me and told me, I was like, oh my God, Sid, how could you do that? And then I literally called her and I was like, I did it. I did the same thing. Oh, no. I want to read our text because they're very, very, very funny about this. And I feel like anybody who is in the process of knowing you're going to get engaged will probably relate to this. So she was like, no, lie better. Why can't these mans lie when it's important? And then she goes, now when you make plans, you always got to be like, sounds good. Which for yeah. me, I have to be chill, go with the flow, know, easy going. But like... Seriously, he just should have said he was going to golf. That's and that's I mean. why I asked you when you were getting your COVID on Saturday oh. or Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> well, now the reason, and then so I forced him. I was like, we're scheduling it on Saturday. Oh like, we're gosh. not getting engaged this weekend. Oh, this is so funny to me. Why didn't he just say he was going to golf? Because that's what he does every Saturday. Yes. And I was trying to come up with something for us to do on Saturday, but then you said you were getting your COVID vaccine. And you're like, well, fuck. <laughs> yeah. How do I make and a so thing And so I was that? waiting till you came here so then I could text him and then you wouldn't be with him. So everything's, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It's just so fucking annoying to me because here's the thing. Like, I don't know anybody and I don't think anyone should be completely shocked that yeah. they're getting I mean, engaged. you know, you've been knowing, yeah. you know uh-huh. that. We tried rings on. Like, yeah. I know it's coming. I yes. know all of that. But like, most of the time, if you've been together with someone, and I hope if you're marrying someone, like, you can tell when they're lying. Mm-hmm. I can always tell when he's yeah. lying. At least do me the decency of lying to me. Yeah. And then I will not be able to pry. I will know in the back of my head, but I'll, like, you know, I'll deal with this internal battle. Don't just, like, outright not lie to me. Well, you know, we just have to go get our nails done now. I know. And then just, it's just going to happen. I'm just going to have to do some upkeep. Yeah. <sighs> Well, everybody just know that I could have been engaged this weekend and I fucking ruined it. Yeah. And it is my fault. Yeah. It's also kind of his fault, but I'm the one getting a ring out of it. So I'll do it. Lie better. Just lie. That's all I'm asking. Like, I've been sitting on this for like a month. You know that? Oh, I do. I do. I I know. I thought it might have been coming near our anniversary. And so, like, there has been this, like, fun thing that hasn't happened in, like, a relationship when you've been together for like six yeah. fucking years. Like, you know what I get when you're like, when you first start dating, you're kind of like, oh, like, is he going to say that he loves me? Like that kind of giddy thing. I finally had that again around our anniversary and I was like, okay, no. no. So I had my first like, yes, then no. And I was like, ooh, this is going to be fun. Like this yeah. is like a whole new adventure. And then no. And then he's like, should I just do it? And I was like, she will be mad every single time she's told me this. She said that a photographer needs yep. to be there. Yep. And he's like, well, I was thinking we could just do it and then like show up with the photographer later. I said, no, 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 no. And now you've ruined it, Megan. I mean, I have. I have. It was all said. I know. And I just, as soon as I told him that I was like, you can't. He was like, okay, I'm gonna need a minute. And then he just takes his phone to the next room. And I was like, yep. Uh, okay. Well, I guess well, you and I, I'm a better liar. I, I was still trying to f- plan on. I was like, if they're getting these COVID vaccines on Friday, what the fuck? And I can't text because I don't know if he's with Megan right now. So I have to wait till she's here and then yeah. I will text and him. And you're about to be like, dude, I don't know if you want to get vaccinated. I want to get engaged. You're yeah. not going to feel so good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Me sweating with a fever. Uh, I'm glad we're all on the same page now. Gosh. Well, <laughs> oh, this has been so hard not to like immediately tell and like <sighs> post on Instagram and all of that stuff. But I was like, we have to talk about it oh here. Oh my gosh. Now it's time for But Are You Wrong? where we take emails from listeners and they tell us the situations in their life and we let you know if you are the hero or the villain. And if you want to send us an email, you can shoot one over at but am I wrong pod at gmail.com. We ask that you keep it like at a paragraph around 250 words. Yeah, please. Please. But I mean, here's the thing. If it makes no sense, you could have a couple of 
extra words. Just don't give us a thesis statement. No, I don't need adjectives. No. Just straight to the point. <laughs> Nouns, verbs. That's fucking it. Cat, run. Cat, uh, run away. Home. You, you did. I went first last time, so you okay. went first this time. Eminem, boy, do I need your hot takes. I have two friends that work for the same real estate group. One is B, he, him, who helped me buy my first house four years ago. We've been friends for eight years, and he has lots of experience in residential real estate. A, she, her, and I have been friends for the same amount of time, but I would say we are much closer friends. A joined B's company two years ago and uses real estate as a side hustle. A has taken me to look at houses for fun over the years as practice and is, of course, personally invested in my life. My husband and I found a house we wanted to see last week on a whim, and I sent the listing to both A and B. A commented on the house in general, said it was cute, and she is currently really busy buying and selling her own home. B happened to be free that day and dropped what he was doing to show us the house. We ended up loving it, and we weren't expecting that, and put an offer, and that was accepted with B. B is a great agent and has been really helpful with the process. I just shared the news with A and she's understandably upset that she wasn't included in this decision. My husband feels I don't owe her an apology for hurting her feelings, but her reaction makes me feel like I do owe one. So am I wrong? No. No. What? Real estate is like hot, hot, especially right now. And you have to move as fast as possible. And if she was too busy to come with you, then you went with the next option and... You found the house that you love, got it. Your offer was accepted. Like, you're not wrong. This is real estate is a business. And if you can't supply your customer with a service right away, then they have to move on. I'm assuming you text them both the same thing. And like, he was like, oh, let me show you this today. And it seems like the caller went to the one person first. Like, yeah, right. You you sent them both Mm -hmm. it and one of them just says like, oh yeah, that's cute. And then the other one is like, oh, let me go take you to go see like right. the showing of it. I also think it's a little weird in like a, she knows that you know him and mm-hmm. you're friends with him too. And all of that, like if she was like very much your realtor, if I sent my realtor a house, it would be like, do you want me to set up a showing? Right. But like she responded as if as a friend, but now is upset as a realtor for not getting commission. Right. And also she's like busy getting things together yeah. for her own house too. Like, yeah, you're not wrong. It's a business. You have to put business feeling. You have to put friendship feeling to side for business. Yeah. I also do think it is just like a little odd. I get if you like didn't approach her at all. Like it feels like she's angry because of like the commission. And to me, I'm like, that feels yucky. Like as a friend, Mm -hmm. like now that you know that I bought this house, now you're upset and like you wanted to be included in this. But like when I first texted you, you just were like, oh, that's really cute. Which is not how a real estate agent responds. Real estate agents are really like, are usually really like, on it like yeah. they're like okay you want this house i'm gonna get it for mm-hmm. you because they work off commissions yeah so yeah. she wasn't putting in the work then she didn't get the pay yeah i don't think that you're wrong at all all right this one is about hooking up with your friend's ex Oof. my former best friend was hooking up with a guy and she wanted him to be her first sexual partner However, he wanted a relationship and she didn't, so she cut it off. A week later, I got blackout drunk and made out with him at a frat party. Whoops. She didn't attend because she wasn't in the mood. Now I'm thinking she didn't go because she was avoiding him. When she found out we kissed, she was upset but forgave me. I was told I walked into our shared room and told her and apologized immediately. When she found out we started texting, she blew up on me and now we are no longer friends. She said she had no feelings for him, so I thought it was okay. But am I wrong? Oof. I mean, I think the key here is this was a week. One. One week. One week. If you think of all of the things that you kind of say, like after like a situationship ends or something like that, regardless of like who starts it and ends it, like, I don't, I'm always like, I even feel that way about like talking shit about people's partners. Like after they break up with them, I'm like, I got to give it a month and a half, Mm -hmm. closer to three months before I can really say what I want to say, because like you might get back together and then I'm going to look the fool. Like, right. So this is just, but I'm also like, she was blackout drunk. Yeah. Also the guy obviously had feelings for her friend and he knew they were friends and he went along with the kissing. It just doesn't doesn't seem right. And you don't even remember apologizing to her. Yeah. And this was like 
at the time, it sounds like former best friend. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I think you were wrong in this. Like, do you remember kissing him? I mean, but then, like, they started texting after. That, yeah, yeah, that's true. You know? Yeah, that's like, true. Like, there's a conscious choice there. And, like, as I always say, like, my best friend's partners have are not sexual beings to me. Like, they are not. No, 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 no. Like, I have no. None. 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 You should see our faces right now. We're both, like, stank face. Like, yeah. it's just, like, I don't have to consciously think about it. It's, like, we're the last two people on Earth and we have to repopulate. And I'm, like, sorry, everybody. Like, I can't. Like, that to me, regardless, if even if I was the one who ended it because, like, I didn't want a serious relationship or something, it would be, like, I'm sorry, it took you one week. And then, so did you like him this whole time that I was right. with him? And like, then you wonder too, at least I would, if like you're having conversations with your friend and confiding in your friend and your friend's like, yeah, you know what? I don't think he's right for you. Like, you're right. Like I totally, and like you're supporting the mm-hmm. ending of it. And then like you swoop in and it's like. Yeah. And what? especially because she just wanted to fuck him and he actually had feelings for her. It's just. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. You shouldn't have done this. Would I maybe have done this on accident? Yes. When I was in college, drunk, yes. But I would have thought I was wrong later. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, like, you apologized. Don't remember. But you're drunk and you apologized. And then she forgave you. And then you started texting texting him. And that's the part that's messy. Like, I've definitely done this before. Hooked up with, like, not, like, recent exes or whatever. But, like, hooked up with friends' crushes when I was, like, drunk and Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I fucked up. But I'm not gonna gonna pursue anything. No, 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 no. Can't keep texting. No. That's just weird mode. Yeah. So, did you have a crush on them the whole time? Yeah. What happened with that? Are you still texting? Yeah. Is it recent? Are you dating? You're not friends anymore, so it's like, what (laughs) what else do you have to lose? That's true. But I do think you were wrong. I think you're very wrong. (laughs) Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be right back. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Today's episode is brought to you by a sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods i cannot sing their praises enough specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious like it's it's so good i've even like had it on like ice and been like i'm drinking like a drink drink like you can throw a little straw in there and it's it's delicious it's so good and i just i love they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my 
beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss the vanilla cream the caramel sundae i have all three of those flavors sometimes i mix and match them sometimes i'll use it when i'm baking or i'll just drink it straight and it is they're so good they have a triplex protein blend plant-based proteins that include pea brown rice and pumpkin that makes it so delicious you can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy delicious shake and they also have three tins four shake flavor starter kit which lets you sample all the flavors for only nine dollars Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code BLAMEME right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code BLAMEME. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about Book of the Month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available. And I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited for someone who like... You know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm-hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com. And you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is 
your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. Okay, let's get into, in the words of DJ Khaled, the man who does not go down on his wife. Another Another one. one. I'm in a mess. The main players in this story are me, 28, she, her, man, 29, he, him, and former boss, mid-30s, she, her. We live in a really small town and used to work together. A few years ago, while all working together, this man and I hooked up a few times, very casually. Shortly after, it came out that former boss and this man were in an exclusive relationship and moving in together. I have always suspected that there might have been some crossover, but it didn't bother me. Their relationship was messy, but none of my beeswax. There were times he was flirty, but I disregarded it. I wasn't going to be the other woman, quote unquote. Flash forward two years. Their relationship has crumbled and ended. None of us work together anymore. I have also been in a two-year-long dry spell. As soon as it came out that they had broken up, two of my best friends who still work with former boss told me that I shouldn't hook up with this man again because it will hurt her and they wouldn't want to know if it happens. I'm friendly with her, but not overly close. From where I stand, there is a man who is sexually attracted to me and it would just be sex. I don't understand how I would be the asshole for hooking up with him. His ex wouldn't have to know, right? Can someone explain to me how this would make me the asshole? Big love and congrats on the new podcast. I think that there's enough dick in the world that you don't have to go back to this same dick. And like more than one person will be sexually attracted to you just because he is. This is like an easy fuck. And I think that like, yes, you did the great thing of being like never going to be the other woman, not engaging in that kind of shit, which I can't say the same for a lot of the emails you guys send in on this. But I think the only way that this would kind of make you the asshole is the fact that your friends have been like, hey, we still work with her. Can you not? Like this has the potential to get messy because when you hook up with somebody that you have like other connections with and all of that, like this guy, it's just sex. He doesn't owe you anything. Like you don't know that he's going to throw it in his ex's, he's not going to throw it in his ex's face or he's not going to brag about it. Like he can intentionally kind of do that. You can't prevent that from getting out there and If you didn't care about hurting this woman, then like, okay, whatever. But you have friends who still work there. I don't know. I don't think that they're wrong, but it's a small town too. So it's slim pickings for the dickens. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I think you're okay with going back to sex with them because it was good maybe and but who knows it's been two years no truly it just sounds like it's just a man who's sexually attracted to you yeah and they're just there yeah i mean this isn't an advice show no so you know you're not wrong i think the only way in which you're wrong is if you promise your friends that you won't and then you do and also if you're wrong is if you guys were all still working together i still stand by the fact don't sleep with people that you work with yeah I can't imagine that the dick is like that worth it. But if you're going to hook up with him, then your friends said that they don't want to know. But Mm -hmm. just know you're not wrong, but like you might make their life a little bit Mm -hmm. harder at a certain point. And like if you're cool with that, go for it. But again, the only way you're wrong is if you like promise someone you're not going to do something and then you. If you're a big old liar. Yeah. Unless they ask you to lie to them. Mm -hmm. And in which case, lie. Fucking hell. Uh, Megan, Megan, Megan. I know. All right. So this one has to do with COVID and traveling. My best friend has been constantly asking me to travel over the course of the last year, which led me to gain a lot of pent up anger because I kept telling her no and and reminding her how stupid it is to travel. Back in January 2021, she texted and asked me to fly to California with her and I didn't respond and chose to cool off before providing a response. She proceeded to text me over the course of a few days and I continued to leave her on red because it felt like I was talking to a brick wall. She proceeded to text me over the course of a few days and I continued to leave her on red because it felt like I was talking to a brick wall about it all. And I just started my first full-time job so I didn't want to waste energy on that situation when she asked if i was mad i responded an hour later letting her know i was upset and i explained my feelings and she proceeded to go off on me for ghosting her and not being a good friend 
Mind you, it's been six days since the initial asking to travel. Was I wrong in the situation? Should I have instantly gone off? Okay, this is what the text message says. They said, are you mad at me or something? I just got mad because I'm tired of having to explain to you that I'm not willing to travel in this pandemic. Regardless of it, I might have had it or not. It feels like you aren't listening and or aren't respecting that choice that I've made. I was going to respond to the last text, but I've been driving and super busy all day. Okay, so you're just going to ghost me when you're mad instead of tell me? I wait, wanted time to cool off. It's only been six days. Plus, I've been working and busy all week. Six days for someone I thought was my best friend is a lot of time. <sighs> so I kind of just shocked people, but like I do low-key think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong about like the reasoning at all. I would have just gotten annoyed immediately. I think the leaving someone on red thing, like, I mean, leaving someone on red is intentional. They see that you've read it. That is like, you want to make them mad. And like, if that wasn't your goal, then I think you are wrong. Like, I think you're wrong in that situation. I don't think that like, you should have gone or anything. Like, I don't think that like your friend was in the right at all. I think if you wanted to have the power, <laughs> which is like my goal in most situations like that, which, you know, it's whatever. I would have responded immediately, if not like the next day, leaving like six days to it. Then suddenly like she has a reason to kind of be upset. Unless that was your goal, then I do kind of think that you were wrong in the situation. I am going to have to disagree with you Ooh. on this one. I don't think that you're wrong because you already made your thoughts on the situation clear that you didn't want to travel at all during the pandemic. And then leaving them on right. You said you started a new job. I know that when I'm working, that takes up a lot of energy and this is something that you didn't want to answer immediately because you were angry and you didn't want to say the wrong thing. So you waited till you cooled off and you had the energy to focus on what you wanted to say without like hurting their feelings or whatever. Yeah. So I understand what you did and I probably would have done the same thing in the situation. And I, I don't think it's ghosting if you come back. I think it was just, <laughs> you know, just disappearing for a minute. Yeah. You had a little hibernation. Mm -hmm. I Yeah. I mean, I think it just, it gets just different kinds of people. Like I am not like a cool off to respond kind of person. If I am, it's like not that long, but at the same time, like if you're trying to like not like rip her head off for all this and like get angry, that's not my MO. Again, like my only thing of saying that you're wrong is that like by doing the six days of thing, now she is a reason to be upset. And like when I'm angry with someone, I go out of my way to make it be like, I have all of the fucking cards and you have none. See, and I'm like, be mad, stay mad. Yeah, which I think is a much, much healthier way I to kind of do it. If either one of them are healthy. I definitely know the way that I do it isn't healthy. I think maybe the healthy way would have been waiting maybe like an hour or two to cool yeah. off and then respond. Yeah. I understand. Like, because yeah. I work a lot and I just like, especially if it's something new, this would have been an ongoing conversation. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't have been just like a one thing, like, I'm going to say this really mad because then you, you would have said that and then stepped away to focus on work. You waited till you had the mental and physical capacity to be able to respond to the situation. Yeah. I mean, see, I, my petty ass, I would have just screenshotted every other text message and been like, are we sensing a theme? No, I don't want to fucking go. Again, that's like my energy with these situations, which doesn't always work um, in my favor. Also, California, January 2021. Uh-uh. Mm -mm. You weren't welcome. No. I wasn't vaccinated yet. You weren't either. I wasn't even here. Yeah, that's right. You like, weren't here. Like, we couldn't even go back to California because Oh, yeah, was, that's right. Yeah. I forgot how bad it was at that point. It was, it was so, so bad, bad that, yeah, they were, like, blocking things. Like, mm -hmm. if you... Yeah, no, fuck her. Yeah, <laughs> no, you can't fucking... You couldn't go within you 30 miles of Los Angeles. Yeah. Which is technically pretty much still Los Angeles. Right. Well, it could have been a different part of California, but still. But yeah, we were struggling. You you were not welcome at that no, time. No. All right. So now this is when we nominate. What did I say earlier? Wrong of the week. Wrong person of the week. <laughs> wrong of the week. <laughs> Idiot of the week. Uh, do you have one off the top of your head? I do. Okay. 
It goes out to Netflix. I mean, they've done a lot of shady things yeah. over the past month, but mine is mainly just of how they're treating everything with their employees that walked out because of the comments that were made in Dave Chappelle's show and just how they're handling everything around that. And then also Dave Chappelle just making that other pickup that's what I would call it, a pickup. Uh-huh. That's the film term when you come back yeah. and restate things that you've already said and like doubling down on it. Both of them, Netflix and Dave Chappelle. Yeah, I whole wholeheartedly agree. And it's one of those things that like when things like this happen, you always like are looking at your timeline going, uh-oh, mm-hmm. I hope I don't have, I, nobody, there I was, had no There was one. someone that I had in mind for a part <gasps> in a movie that oh, no. was like applauding Dave Chappelle. So now they have been axed. In that like, again, his pickup and doubling down of it. And then when he included the lesbian comedian. Yes. It was like, Why? what? People are upset, rightfully so. And this person is upset because like you are just quite literally like, a- attacking and invalidating the trans community. <laughs> I'm like, you do realize that like those things are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. And also I want to add in the people in the audience that were in the pickup because they were just like standing and applauding and I was disgusted. I watched it, not the f- actual stand-up, but the pickup thing. Yeah. Because it was short and I was like, I just got to see like if I'm taking anything out of context. Nope, nope. Nothing was out of context. No, no, He's nothing. just an asshole. Yeah. Akila Hughes went, because she has like a press pass, like when they did the big showing at the Hollywood Bowl. And so she went like as a... Yeah. like journalists going and not like a fan or anything. And she did a good write up on it. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. I should read that. Well, I agree with you. They're all wrong. <laughs> They're all wrong. So mine is about fictional characters. And this has been something that like, if you follow me on TikTok, shameless plug, I think it was like probably like around the holidays. I don't know when I was in Colorado, we opened up a bit of this dialogue or like a hinting of this on my TikTok. And it is that, like, you know how some things don't age well, movies, TV shows, or something like that. But then there are certain things that, like, don't necessarily not age well. You just realize, you watch it again, and you go, oh, the patriarchy. Mm -hmm. Oh, internalized misogyny. Oh, like, sexualization of, like, very, very young women. Like, oh, rape culture. Like, oh, all of these things that, like, were never okay, but, like, it wasn't written in a way to kind of be like raunchy or to kind of like push like yes the yeah, limits yeah yeah i've started watching 227 that was like the first big thing jack Hay was in oh and it's just like slut shame the first two episodes yeah and like it's not that people have different views mm-hmm. then it's like some people still like believe those exact same yeah. things but it is um the romanticizing of chuck and blair's relationship in gossip girl mm-hmm. i without a doubt, was guilty of this too. Like, this was like the true love. Oh my gosh, they're so great. Love them so much. And any defense I've seen of it is like, they're two flawed characters who like found love with each other and became better people. <laughs> Are these, I didn't watch Gossip Girls. I mm-hmm. know who played these characters, you know, of course. Oh, Are yes. these the ones that are related in some way? Step siblings? No, no, oh, okay. no, no, no. That's, that's Dan and Serena. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. no, no, no. But when people use that argument of like two flawed people falling in love and becoming better people, we are talking about a girl who is like a mean girl, a bully and a bitch. And we are talking about a man who in the fucking pilot episode rapes somebody. Oh, it's not even just like hints or whatever. Like, no, no, no. The way it's like shown in that light in the episode is like not with any real level of seriousness to it. And like the joke is like, he like is that guy and everybody knows that guy. And if you don't know that guy, you, you do. know them. You, you just do. don't know them, know them. And so that was his character. And that was like why he was like, Blair was a bitch and like Chuck was disgusting. And like, that was his like thing of like, ugh. And she was like, ugh. And then together, they came together and were great and all of that. First of all, their relationship was so toxic, but it was the great love story of the show. Wow. And I think that it bred an entire group of like young women to believe in relationships like this and to kind of like go after things like this. And it's just so wildly, wildly problematic 
Not to mention the fact that Ed Westwick, who played Chuck Bass, has five? Allegedly. Uh-huh. I would say allegations. Mm-hmm. But I got into it on TikTok a while ago with me making a TikTok about it because he came on TikTok being like, show me like your favorite Gossip Girl something. And I just did a green screen of like, this you, this you, this you. And everybody... A huge majority of people were like, he was cleared from these charges. And that defense, (laughs) the fact that people are going to like go to bat so hard for an actor who played a rapist on television, who was horrible. Mm -hmm. And that's why I find it so problematic. The people love that character so much. They will defend the actor for doing the exact same thing. People do the same thing. Like with Chris Brown, they'd be like, I'd love for him to beat me. It's the same. It's like the same thing. It's yeah. like when we make that okay. And even like when it comes to like Chris Brown specifically, like when it comes to one of his public victims saying that they, for their own healing process to decide to like move on and not, I don't even know if Rihanna used the term, like forgive him, but like move on. That does not give anybody else the like, well, they forgave him. So like now I'm going to forgive. Right. What? It's like the Roman Polanski shit. It's like, well, I'm like, the- no, no, no. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Like whoever, like any victims of that, like whatever you have to do for your trauma and like living your life. And also most of the time, the reason why people have to forgive them is because, oh, this person is a mainstay and they're famous and they're they're wealthy and they have all this privilege that they're not going away. Mm-hmm. And so I have to learn how to process this. And all of the shit about being like, oh, there wasn't enough evidence, blah, blah, blah. I urge everybody to like understand how hard it is to like prosecute like rape cases. It was like the stuff, it was like, oh, there were no other witnesses because they were alone in a room together. So we can't prove it. Even like with the Brock Turner stuff, when that happened, I mean, the survivor was laying, passed out behind a trash can, Mm -hmm. completely blacked out. And in court, they were like, well, she was always known as the blackout girl. And he got a slap on her wrist. I think he got three months. Yeah. If that. Because they couldn't, quote unquote, prove anything. But she was blacked out. She didn't know anything if those two bikers hadn't come Mm -hmm. along and chased them away. Who knows what would happen? And if you have any sort of like, but what about, what about? Like, I just urge you to read or watch something that is done by rape victims, but specifically ones who have chosen to go through the court case. Read transcripts. Watch those. Mm -hmm. Understand how much trauma that that puts people through and how incredibly hard it is to prove, quote unquote, prove that kind of stuff, especially because how we do rape kits or whatever, that only accounts for certain kinds of things. Like you can't get a rape kit if someone like forces you to give them a blowjob. Right. Or they force themselves on you other ways where they didn't ejaculate. Exactly. Um, Also, like even with the rape kids, they get lost all the time, all the time. And also so many times people are not encouraged to get them. They, there's so much like trauma and shock from all of this that it's expecting people to do something that can basically re-traumatize them Mm -hmm. and then be like, well, you didn't do that. So therefore it didn't happen. And therefore it doesn't matter. And we don't believe you. Yeah. And not to plug like another podcast I do, but yeah, for uh, Directionally Challenged, we haven't, I think it's out now. If not, it'll be out in a couple of weeks of the woman that wrote her thesis on stealthing and then it got turned into, you know, stealthiness, right? That's when someone during sex takes off the (gasps) condom and doesn't tell you. Fucking hell. And so she just wrote that and it and then um a congresswoman here in California found the paper and like sponsored a bill about it and now it got passed. Oh wow. So like that's now against the law here in California. But we talk a lot about how hard it is to mm-hmm. prosecute and how often these people get off because of it. Yeah. And a lot of the time too, like the way that we're meant to see rape is like there was a scary man who I didn't know as I was jogging in the park at night who attacked Mm -hmm. me in the bushes like and a lot of the time it's within relationships Mm -hmm. there's people you know and all of that and rape kits aren't designed for uh situations that started off consensual didn't end consensual Mm -hmm. like had coercion like all of these things and so am I wrong for thinking that the romanticizing of these kinds of relationships specifically Chuck and Blair's relationship on Gossip Girl set the stage for him to be defended constantly. You are absolutely not wrong. I don't think so either. And I'm curious what all of you think, because it is so weird that they are such a beloved, like, pillar of the But if you think about a lot of couples that are, 
like big couples from TV shows, yeah. they're usually very toxic. And it's like this thing that's in television where it's like the guy that's just so quote unquote in love with you that he's obsessive and he's doing all these things that like and you say no but he keeps fighting for mm -hmm. you and it's just like it just sets up unrealistic ex expectations and like just dangerous precedents yes. to like be in those kinds of situations like it's the whole like i want a guy who's like horrible and so bad but like is only nice to me mm -hmm. and that was my fucking type for the longest right. time and it was like oh no no that's something we need to unpack or i'm the exception yeah it's like no you can be with someone who's like confident has that kind of like someone who has that kind of air of confidence to them and how they act that like powerful like powerful but not predators. manipulative yeah like not manipulative not cruel and like not predators like mm -hmm. there's a way to have that but tv like I think it's also just TV writing is yeah. lazy sometimes like that. Mm -hmm. Gross. Absolutely gross. And I do love Lady Meester, though. And she did a wonderful portrayal of Blair. And this has nothing to do with Blair. And everything to do with Jack. <laughs> well, that is it for episode two. Yeah. Hope you all enjoyed. If you want to write in for our But Are You Wrong segment, shoot us an email at butamiwrongpod at gmail.com. And we would love to hear from you. As always, we're going to have everything we talked about on our Instagram stories. We're also going to have like a link in the show notes and you can vote on who is the hero and who is the villain and everything we talked about today. Love it. I'm not prepared to know if everybody thinks I was the villain in mine. Oh, well, we would love if you left a review on the Apple podcast app. You subscribe to our show. Leave a review here. Leave a review for Don't Blame Me if you're a fan of that one. If you haven't listened to that one, go put your ear to the streets. Audio gander. <laughs> put your ear to the streets. <laughs> if you want to follow me, my socials are just at Megan Rinks absolutely everywhere. If you head over to my YouTube channel, Mons and I are currently house shopping. So we're starting those vlogs and they're quite fun. If you want to follow me, I am She Is Not Melissa everywhere. And then my company socials are Diamond Imprint Production. Hell yeah. And we will circle back next week. Bye. <laughs> I'm so going to make the new outro. <laughs> Circling back. Goodbye. But Am I Wrong is a production by me, Megan Rinks. And me, Melissa DeMonts, plus Diamond Imprint Productions. Post-production by Coco Lorenz. And production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.